What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. Hi, guys. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone is having a happy Tuesday. We're going to do things a little bit differently today for this podcast. As you know, um, the reunion of the Real Housewives of South Lake City is uh, set to air in a few hours. So I decided to have a conversation with a friend of the podcast. And to me, I simply call her Rhonda. To you, you may know her under the handled Classy Conversations with Rhonda. Rhonda is a friend of the podcast. You may have seen her under my comments and my comments or all over the internet. She is not only classy conversations with Rhonda, but she is also a published writer, a mother, and a lover of all Bravo reality TV shows. So to me, Rhonda is a little bit of a Bravo connoisseur. And we're going to talk about it all, guys. We're going to talk about South Lake City, the recent scandal that took place. And we're also going to transition into the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And boy, you do not want to miss this conversation. This is such a great conversation between two friends. And we don't always agree on things. And um, but there's a lot that we also agree on. And uh, I will invite all of you, my listeners, to really listen to this episode and um, just join the conversation. Let us know what you think in the comments. Okay, so how long have you been watching the show for South Lake City? Oh, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So you're very familiar with the show and I'm assuming you watched the finale. So what were your first thoughts when you learned about the scandal uh, involving Monica, Monica Garcia? I was enraged. I was very, very upset. I was disgusted and I just felt so badly for all the other cast members. Um, I was, I even put out a video, what she did was wrong. (laughs) And I'm a business person. And one thing about me, I look at every single angle of every single situation. And I said to myself, Andy Cohen loves this girl. I mean, she's gonna be sitting right next to him, number one. And number two, he has been wanting her on for over a year now. So then I started thinking and I said to myself, after I was upset for about 24 hours, my dear, (laughs) (laughs) and then I said to myself, this girl's a breakout star, but there has been a lot of research. Uh, other housewives were interviewed and they said, what would you do if this happened to you? Mm-hmm. And you had a troll, yeah, on your cast. And each and every one of them stated, I wouldn't want her on my show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Rhonda, you know a lot about the show. Okay, so for, for me, like obviously I watched the entire season. Um, and I've been very transparent with my listeners. I did not watch the season that Jen Shaw was on and all of that. I'm actually starting to watch those seasons right now. I had no idea how good Salt Lake City actually was. So for, for someone who has not watched the show, 
Um, what can you tell them about your findings when it comes to the whole situation involving Monica? Well, actually, um, Monica has not been on long at all. She apparently was an assistant to Jen, but she was behind the scenes. The only time I think anybody seen her on TV was when she was being videotaped in Meredith's store because the manager called Meredith up and said, Jen called us and needs to come in. And they were closed. So they actually opened up the store and then they found out that an item was missing. Mm -hmm. So what, yeah, what happened was they, she was blind back then and that was it. She is brand new to the show. Yes, yes. We see a little footage of her in the store where she was like wearing, was that actually her natural hair or not natural, but her hair color or was she wearing like a wig or something? Was I it? don't know, mm -hmm. but um, apparently she was blonde back then. She was blonde back then. Yes, I saw that on the show this season. So what exactly happened? Because there's a lot of names that are being like thrown around and there's this girl, I, I believe it used to be a friend of hers. Her name is Tanisha. Yes, okay. the hairdresser. The hairdresser. And she does Heather's hair locally, I believe? Yes. Okay. So, yes. So do you know what's her involvement in all of this? What happened between them? Because it seems like they were very close at some point in, in time. And now uh, both of them have been releasing things like about each other or regarding each other's involvement. So what can you tell us about your findings about Tanisha? Well, I haven't done extensive research on her, but again, she's a, a, a new person that appeared on the show. Mm -hmm. I don't ever remember seeing her, uh, nor did she have a line on the show, but apparently she is part of the troll account. Mm-hmm. So she, she is part of uh, that reality Von T's account with Monica? Yes, okay. apparently she's the one that opened the account, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, yes. You have to say that, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so she's the one who opened the account, and then... Uh, from what I understand, Monica said that there are multiple people that were involved with that account, right? Um, that's what she said, yes. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what she said. And is Tanisha not part of it anymore, or? Apparently, had a falling out. Mm -hmm. Monica is now accusing Tanisha of dropping tapes that were made, videos, mm -hmm. and betraying her. And what I say to that, and not to be shady, but what goes around comes around. Right. But <laughs> allegedly, yeah, allegedly... I wouldn't put it past her that she uh, videotaped it and put it out herself. I mean, who knows? This girl, she in her own right is very brilliant. She's extremely calculated and she wants the number one spot. And if you viewed the tape that was leaked, you could hear her mother in the background screaming and yelling at her saying you're an actress right. do this do that you're not doing it right yeah yeah actually that's very interesting that you bring that up because 
Um, again, I'm new with Salt Lake City. I just basically binge-watched the entire season. And uh -huh. um, I remember when I was watching it with my husband, I said to him, okay, I don't know where this is going yet, but I can tell you something. Uh, this girl really wants this, this girl being Monica. But I felt like her mother wanted it just as equally as she did on the show, right? And I, I, I totally agree with you. I think her mother is a stage mother. Yes, that's exactly what I said. She reminded me of a stage mom, and uh, uh -huh. it was it, it was very surprising. Once you know they started leaking those videos, and you see her mom telling her, "You're an actress. You need to get as much screen time as possible," and this and that and the other. I started thinking afterwards. I'm wondering. What was her mom's involvement in all of this? And is it possible that her mom told her daughter that she needed to be this scandalous for the show just so she get um, a lot of camera time? Well, I'm not part of the family, so <laughs> anything I say <laughs> is just my opinion. But my opinion would be that... I agree with you. I, I think she is a stage mom. I think she's pushing her daughter to stardom mm -hmm. or what she thinks will be stardom. Um, this could go either way. She could either get fired or become the number one cast member on that show. It just depends on how much pressure Andy Cohen gets, right. allegedly, allegedly, um, because a lot of people don't want her back. Half, half of uh, what's being said online is she's going to get fired and the other half think she's going to become a star. Right, right. Well, the, it definitely brought a lot of attention to herself. But the reunion, the first part of the reunion will be tonight. Um, just based on your opinion and knowledge, what do you think will happen at the reunion? I'm really concerned as to what is in the burner book. Do you have I any know. thoughts on that? <laughs> I can only speculate, but because I consider myself a person who has come up with things that were going to happen before they happened, what I think may be in that book would be things that we don't know about, of course. Maybe there's something on Heather that could be, obviously she's got it in for Angie. Why, I don't know. Angie mm -hmm. seems like the nicest person. But I think it's going to be a lot about Angie uh, and her husband, which I feel real bad about because there is a child involved. And he cried on the show right. when... Yeah, when he heard what was being said about him, right. and not so much for him, because it's been said before, right. more for the child. More you can tell child. that... Right. He was hurt. They, he was really hurt and concerned about that, you could tell. No, I agree. It actually oh, broke he, my heart a little yeah. bit. I was just like, yeah, that's not fair, right? It's just like just nasty rumors that are being brought up to the public. And, you know, some people will say, well, you know, you sign up for that, you're on a reality TV show, but I don't believe that these people deserve to be dragged to the mud. I say that all the time, right? So it was really, really a sad moment. And I hope this is not what's in the burner book, but she was talking a lot about, and I don't know if there's any validity to that, but myself, I don't necessarily believe it, but she talked a lot about Angie being involved in some type of 
Greek mafia or something like that on the show. I I have no clue where she's getting that <laughs> from. I I mean, uh, it's re it's ridiculous. But mm -hmm. I think at this point, she's maybe she's, you know, she's trying to come up with information. The thing about her is she's a she's definitely a wild card you never know what she's gonna come up with when i first seen her on the show i'm like who the heck is this girl she's so rude she's so crude she's hits way below the belt and you know if you don't mind me saying you know it's kind of sad that tv has gotten to this point but unfortunately it has where it doesn't really matter who you hurt as long as you get the ratings but i'm not going to get into that too much but that bothers me especially when children are being hurt people are going to jail and you know in many of the shows mm -hmm. how many people are going to jail jen went to jail now i'm not condoning what she did what she did was terrible but it's just it's just terrible when the children are hurt and when people's lives are destroyed mm -hmm. that that bothers me because yes it's reality it should stay within the show but people don't understand that people's lives truly get affected and you know i'm a big researcher you know that about me yes. and you should you should see some of the comments i see people don't even try to look at the different angles of what's going on or why it's going on mm -hmm. even monica i can say about monica in my opinion she's she's had a real tough childhood and people and i'm not condoning anything that she does but i'm trying to think out of the box of course. i'm trying yes. to see every angle mm -hmm. and we don't know what she's been through but when we see that leaked video or the way the mother and her act towards one another you can tell that they have a very very toxic, toxic relationship i agree i agree there's something that happened there and uh I i'm glad you say you don't condone anything that she's done on the show but it doesn't mean that you're not going to feel some sort of empathy uh for monica at times where she's having those conversations with her mom on the show you know one thing that i thought was very interesting was um you know, it was during, I think, was it the Greek Easter? And Monica yes. was, like, talking to the ladies, and I guess she was upset. And then her she, she started getting into it with Angie, and then her mom was listening on the sidelines. And then she decided to interject herself and tell her daughter that she was acting or behaving badly and all of that. And I think that that just contributed to make Monica more upset. And then she ended up having like an argument with her mom where her mom ended up looking like she was um, on the side of Angie more than her daughter, right? And exactly. Yeah. I, like, don't get me wrong, Monica, it was not the time and the place for her to have these conversations. I agree. But I felt like it was almost like, I don't want to say staged, but maybe calculated on her mom's part to just be like, you know what? I'm going to interject in this scene right now and it's going to create more drama for my daughter because again she says you know you need you're an actress more drama equals more airtime for you right so I really felt like her mom was like acting like a silent producer in that scene a little bit okay I have to disagree <laughs> because 
I, I mean, I see your point, and, and you may be correct, but I was actually on her mother's side in that episode. Monica was overreacting, and she was... She should have just taken Angie to a side and said something, but she didn't. So... I don't know. I mean, you know, like I said, you could be correct, but in that scene, I was totally on her mother's side. I felt bad for her mother, and I felt that her mother was just trying to keep her daughter calm because, I mean, all the kids, they were all children. No, and I other agree. people around. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Rhonda. I agree yeah. that Monica was completely out of line, and it was not the time and the place, and, you know, it's like Greek Easter. If there was there were children involved she should have not reacted in that way but i just thought that her mother could have like took her daughters separately or just say oh i need i have a problem with my dress can you just help me and just tell her like away from the ladies monica like this is not the time and the place you shouldn't do that kind of thing you know but instead she was really involved in that conversation and i felt like her daughter probably could have leaned on her mother a little bit more but her mother was taking the other side even though she was right right because her daughter was misbehaving right i don't know I, I i feel like because of their history maybe uh they don't have the greatest relationships maybe monica felt like okay this is my mom again uh putting me down and making herself look good that's kind of how i felt it but we will see what happened was <laughs> Yeah, you know, you you watched that scene after knowing what happened, but when I when I watched that scene, that was before we found out who yeah, she was. That's true. So, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so you you were looking at it through eyes of knowing. When I was watching, we nobody knew yet because it hasn't it didn't happen yet. That's true. So. You know what I mean? So it's a different it's a different ball game. So from your perspective, had I watched it after knowing, I would agree with you. But watching it not knowing, either that or the mother is even better as an actress yeah. than Monica. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's 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 looking at the angles, uh, and 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 uh, you know it's different when you know and you watch and you don't know. That's true. And seeing it for the first time, because you're looking at it through uh, clear eyes versus rose colored glasses. That's true. And, That's true. Because I'm right? new to this. I'm new to the show, so everything, like my opinion, has always been a little bit tinted with the events. I agree. <laughs> so well, because you knew, yes, you knew. Yeah. I I probably would have thought the same if I didn't see it without knowing. Mm -hmm. But. That's a good point. That's a good point. But you got to understand, she's a lot like her mom. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's bad. But, I mean, they're both, they're both very strong women. And and I think the reason why they clash is because they're so much alike. So, right. yeah, now knowing Monica was a troll all this time, um trashing these women for so many years and knowing that's her mom well you know they say the apple don't fall far from the tree right yeah. so and I, again i'm not insulting anybody that's just a fact right no no i agree and you know through all of this um scandal 
Jen Shaw, her name has come back a lot, you know, in the conversation. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying that something that Monica was like a witness for mm -hmm. Jen. Like, do you know anything about that? Well, only from what I've watched on TV. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, uh, Monica was her assistant, so she was privy to information um, that a lot of people don't know about. So I think a lot of that will be in that burn book as well. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I feel that um, I heard allegedly i guess jen tried to bring her into the same business jen was in mm -hmm. and she said it i'm not sure what what episode it was had i i knew i i would have the information for you but she said it herself that she has connections so she went right. to these connections mm -hmm. and um alerted them to what was going on and they said stay away she's being investigated so she made it sound like she had nothing to do with it there was an investigation allegedly um, because we're talking you know government here so mm -hmm. I, I need to keep saying allegedly mm -hmm. um, in the highest of governments but um, they would they told her to stay away that she's being investigated now whether that's true or not or she started the investigation we we don't know this but she is part of all of that part of all of that yes yeah like i i know exactly which episode you're talking about where she was explaining her relationship with jen shaw mm -hmm. and you know how she was starting to get like close to her and then she went to someone uh that works for the fbi i believe she said on the show and yes so everything i'm saying yes yeah, she did say it herself yes, yes. She, did. she did say it and i think it was like during one of her confessionals she was talking about that and then she said clearly that um her contact said stay away from jen because she's getting busted and then she exactly. stayed away from her and i don't know why but that scene and obviously you know there's editing in involved and you know it's supposed to make you feel the way that you feel but i do remember getting a little bit of an icky feeling about the whole thing when she said that well, she pretty much implicated her in the arrest of Jen Shaw. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a detective, but I am Italian Sicilian. So <laughs> <laughs> not that that matters. I mean, we're not stupid people. I mean, one and one is two, and yes. two and two is four. Yes. And, and, and I think that was a faux pas on her part because she just implicated herself. But then maybe not really because she was also um, going to be a witness. And I think everybody knew that that's public information. Why she made that statement, I don't know. Only she knows. I don't know why she would even say that. Yeah. Because in essence, you're implicating yourself. Yeah, it, it did sound like she was, you know, a person of interest that had a lot of information um, on Jen Shaw, right? And yes. Probably willingly disclosing it. Um, I don't know if, if there's any personal gate attached to that or a personal interest, but I did get a little bit of that icky feeling when she said that on the show. So hopefully we get to know a little bit more about that 
at the reunion probably not today maybe um part two or part three but uh, sure i'll definitely but you know it'd be an, yeah you know it would be an interesting question mm-hmm. that, that nobody has asked if she knew all this about jen Shaw, why did she continue working for her yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, let's dig deeper. <laughs> well, you know, you could always tell. Well, it's too late now because the the reunion is already taped. But who knows? Maybe he'll do like a one on one with her after the reunion. Who knows, right, Andy Cohen? Um, I yeah. have a feeling and that this is not over. Oh no, it's not. Mm-hmm. So before we transition to uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, do you have anything else that you want to add when it comes to that scandal, to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Um, Only that it's just a shame that it's going to come down to hurting other people Mm -hmm. the way she did to get to where she wants to be because... I mean, I'm sure deep down she's a very nice person. She's she's a beautiful lady. She's intelligent. But, you know, people do what they do for whatever reasons. Only they know. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm just wondering, were her kids there, like, during that screaming match between her and her mom? No. Um, the camera was pointed down. Okay. Okay. And all you could see was her mother. Okay, okay, because that would be and unfortunate I, if the I children don't, were around, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't believe, I didn't see any children in the video. Yeah, me neither. For the second segment of the podcast, me and Rhonda are going to talk about what is happening in The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And you know, my listeners, I've been struggling with this quite a bit, um... I didn't know what was the right way to talk about it and give my opinion. I didn't know if I should have done it on my blog or if I should just talk about it. And um, I have to be honest, I struggled with it quite a bit. I said to myself, you know what? Again, it just takes me back to the reason why I decided to do this podcast in the first place. I wanted to speak on the housewives and what's happening on the show in a way that is relatable to the listeners. So um, I normally don't like to talk about, you know, politics and social issues and things that are going on in the world. This is one of the reasons why I watch these shows is to um, forget about what's going on in the world most of the time, right? Um, I said to you guys before, I hardly even watch the news anymore. Uh, especially in the past three years. I used to watch it religiously and then eventually I didn't necessarily like how I felt every time that I watched the news. Um, I felt, to be completely candid with you guys, I felt like somebody was always trying to tell me something and how to feel. And when I tuned out the noise and when I was just left with myself and my own thoughts, I find that I felt very differently than what the people around me were trying to tell me how to feel and how to think. And the truth of the matter is there's a lot of things that are happening in the world and um, I will give a person like Garcelle um, validity, like all the validity that she needs um, in that statement between her and Dorit. 
And uh, before you guys start having any opinions um, about what I'm about to say next, please, if you have not listened to um, this episode, please go back a few episodes ago. It's perfectly labeled and it starts with R-H-O-B-H. You can even find a little excerpt, excerpts of it on YouTube. But um, before you think that I do not understand where Garcelle is coming from, please, please, please go back to that video. I explained everything extensively. And again, I'm only speaking for myself. I do not represent every single black woman out there. We do not all think the same, feel the same. We all have different experiences. And in those experiences, we also have some common ground, right? So in that video, I explained that when Dorit said the word attack, this is something that I'm very familiar with because, you know, I speak my mind. I'm uh, opinionated. Um, I appear to be a person that is very strong. So, you know, I'm very familiar with the term. People say that I attack them all the time, even when I don't. Um, I speak the way that I speak. I speak with passion. And, um, you know, the right people, my, my philosophy is that the right people will get me. And, you know, there's always a subset of people that will always have a problem with how I communicate. And for that, I can only try to be better or be careful or be sensitive, but I cannot completely change who I am at my core, right? So at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, for me, when someone uses that term, it can imply something completely different. And that is just based on is historical events or things that have happened to me personally where people say that and I'm just like okay like please do not imply that I'm attacking you because it has a stronger connotation for a person that looks like me more than a person that looks like you then again I don't want to make everything about that guys but it is the truth and I say that um, explicitly in that video or that audio clip that you can refer back to. So I also give that example of what happened in Central Park with that woman with the dog and her saying that, you know, I'm gonna call and say that you are being aggressive with me, you're attacking me and then the police will come and then you'll be in trouble. So she was willing to concoct this like perfect story just because this gentleman who happened to be black said to her like, you need to put a muzzle on your dog, right? So. I gave that example as well. So yes, Garcelle is right. Or even when Erica was trying to explain to Dorit what the implication is when she says the word attack to a black woman and all of that, right? But that being said, I also feel, and this I feel wholeheartedly, I do not believe that Dorit is a Karen. I do not believe that Dorit is a racist. I do not believe that Dorit had any malicious intent when she said this to Garcelle. Yes, Dorit talks a lot. Yes, she puts her foot in her mouth a lot. Yes, she doesn't really let people talk. You know, there's probably a lot of things that you can say about Dorit. But a Karen, no. A racist, no. And I don't think it is fair to just label someone that just because she said, well, you're attacking me. Clearly, she did not mean it in that way. And it doesn't negate the fact that 
Garcelle is going to feel the way that she feels when she hears that word, right? But at the same time, my opinion is that Garcelle needs to be able to put things into context and just be like, I don't like that word and I don't like how it makes me look like I'm an angry black woman. However, let me just tell Dorit, let me just talk about the facts right now. I am not attacking Dorit. I am actually being calm and speaking to her correctly, calmly, and I'm gonna let her know I'm not attacking you. So I feel like that Garcelle was right when she said this. Now the whole reason why this is more of a trigger word for her, I feel again that that conversation should have happened at a later time, at a different time. It's like you can't do the education of your friends all the time. Like for something like that, sometimes you need to take your friend aside and just be like, listen, let me explain to you, this is such a trigger word for me. And I feel like if you do something like that, like with a person like Dorit, for example, I don't think that Dorit would, would take it in the wrong way. I think she would actually listen to Garcelle and be like, wow, I had no idea. I did not know that this word would mean this to you, right? And therefore, thank you for letting me know because now I can do better. And that's another thing that I wanted to say because Erica said in her confessional, you know, Dorit is not malicious in that way. And uh, when Dorit knows better, she does better. And I think that that's a portion of the conversation that has been left out because it's true. It's like you have to give people a chance or extend some grace. And it's like at this point, okay, she said attack. It made Garcelle feel a certain way. And Garcelle's feelings are valid. But why do we need to shut down the conversation? Because at the end of the day, clearly Dorit wants to have the conversation with Garcelle because she invited her and said that we need to talk. We need to talk because I care about you. If she didn't care, she would not, you know, she would not do the first step. Okay, so the fact that Dorit is trying to have a conversation with Garcelle, I think that it's a missed opportunity when you just completely shut the door down and when you say it is not my job to educate you and guys I know I've heard this for the past three four years people have been saying this it's not my job to educate you but you know from the school of social justice justice that I'm from right <laughs> um, that's all we wanted was a conversation that's all we wanted was to have the opportunity to educate and to sit down at the at the table of brotherhood together and talk about these things right because if you really think about it whenever you speak to somebody and they shut you down you rarely feel heard and happy afterwards you feel ignored disregarded uh, and it grows a lot of like resentment as well so I don't really see how you can 
move forward towards inclusion if every time that someone makes a mistake you tell them it's not my job to educate you now do your own education yourself then at the end of the day these people are just going to be walking on eggshells and trying to avoid you and i don't want people to walk on eggshells when they're around me i don't want my black friends to walk on eggshells i don't want my white friends to walk on eggshells i don't want any friends to walk on eggshells i want them to be able to come to me and just be like let's have a conversation right and and i truly believe that it's a conversation that you can have with people that you can just be like listen i know your heart i know you didn't mean it that way but it still made me feel like that because when you say that to you you're just talking about this moment this instant this moment in time but to me it takes me back to a place when right why can't we have these conversations and i truly believe that when garcelle said karen to dorit i don't know that has its own implications in itself and you know not that it matters guys but at the same time i understood what dorit said to garcelle when she said do you realize that I'm also Jewish? And it's like, they come with their history, with their oppression, with like a lot of stuff too. And then her mother, I believe is Moroccan and all of that. So I understood what Dorit was trying to say to Garcelle. And she said, listen, why can't we find a common ground? I always thought that we would have more in common than not in common, right? And I'm not looking at you in that way, right? And I truly believe, maybe it's true for some people. Maybe some people have that in their hearts. Maybe some people mean um, these things intentionally, but I don't believe that it was the case for Doree. I really don't. You know, if we go back to the history of housewives, we have like a person like Kim Zosiak, first season on the show, she said something about, you know, I think they were having like um, like some sort of barbecue at uh, Deshaun's house. And then Kim was supposed to come. And then at the last minute, she decided not to come with the ladies and join the barbecue. And then she made a comment in her confessional where she was just like, I don't want to go and, you know, to a barbecue and just eat chicken with Nini and her friends, right? And Nini felt some sort of way with that comment. And again, it's not, I'm not going to go into like all of the stereotypes about black people and chicken and watermelon and all of that. But yes, I was happy that Nini kind of just, you know, checked her a little bit because she was just like, listen, Kim, what you said is suspicious. Okay, you have to be careful about what you say and who you say it to, right? And I remember vividly. Andy Cohen was asking that at the reunion and he was just like, do you think that she's racist and all of that? And Nini never said, yes, she is. She said, I'm saying that her statement was suspicious, you know, and Kim and Nini have had like a tumultuous um, relationship over the years, but it does not negate the fact that they were able to still be friends afterward. And then, you know, they fought and then became friends and all of that. Right. So. And another thing, although I was really happy that Erica stood up for Garcelle in the moment and explained in lay terms why this is a little bit more sensitive um, for a person like Garcelle, um, 
I'm surprised, and I think I've said that before a long time ago. I'm surprised that Garcelle was not more mad at Erica when she was having her the party where Erica got like said something to her son that is 14 years old. Yes, that party. So one thing that people have not really talked about extensively is the fact that if I were Garcelle, I would have been like mad at Erica for the way that Erica came on Garcelle's son, okay? And I know like the oldest one, I'm talking about, what's his name again? I can't remember his name, but Oliver. Yes, Oliver. You know, that whole conversation where Erica was like telling him, oh, you're hot, you're cute, whatever, me and you should have a threesome. And then she, you know, mind you, it's Erica and she was a little bit drunk and all of that, but she said we should have a threesome. And Garcelle's son was married at the time, okay, and had a baby. And then Erica said to him, um, you need to let your baby mama know and then maybe we can do something all together. And I remember to me, I was feeling like, you know, I got that feeling and I know if other people are listening to this, they can understand which feeling that I'm talking about. But um, I felt that it was very interesting for Erica to refer to Oliver's wife as a baby mama, right? knowing perfectly that Oliver was married at the time with a kid. I thought that that was very interesting and a little bit suspicious because I was like, hmm, what an interesting choice of word. And it's like, what is she trying to say that? What, why didn't she say we need to have a threesome with your wife? She said with your baby mama. And you know, some people might be like, well, maybe you might be reading too much into it. I don't think I am because again, I am familiar with it and I'm not saying that Erica is a racist I'm just saying that just like Dorit Erica needs to be mindful with her words and also put her foot in her mouth there because to me it meant that she is so comfortable calling the wife of a black man a baby mama as if like black men do not honor the sanctity of marriage right that's what it felt like to me so I'm just saying, everyone can make mistakes, you know? And just like Dorit, if Erica knows better, then maybe she'll do better. There's certain things that sometimes can be triggering or microaggressions, but let's have a conversation with our friends. Let's have a conversation with our circle. Um, because this whole thing about shutting people down, it feels to me like it's more divisive and in the, in the end, it does not accomplish anything. So now I'm just going to have um, Rhonda speak on the matter as well. Uh, it's a beautiful conversation between two friends. And I hope that you guys enjoy it. Yeah. So Rhonda, you watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, what do you think of that season? Wow. Boy, you're opening up a can of worms there. <laughs> I want you to be as honest as you want to be. Well, let's just say um, I love Denise. Who who wouldn't love a Bond girl, right? She's beautiful. She's well-known. She's an actress. The day that she came in for the dinner, 
I think because of everything they put her through, she had a bit of PTSD, allegedly, from all that they did to her years prior. So maybe she had a couple of drinks because she was strange that evening. It would have been better to pull Erica aside and say, look, this is how I feel. This really hurt me that you said this about my daughter. And, you know, Erica was wrong, but Erica apologized years back she did. Um, and when Dory tried to tell her about the coat being on backwards or upside down or whatever it was Dory was just trying to help so that's what I yeah and Eric has been wonderful but if you poke the beer Eric is a strong woman you don't want to mess with Erica mm -hmm. you want to stay on Erica's side because Erica is going to tell you like it is period and um, if you're going to poke her she's going to come at you but I got to give her a lot of credit she is um, she was under a lot of pressure two, three years ago. So, uh, you know, I mean, there were things she couldn't talk about and people kept poking her. These are legal matters. And anytime you go into a legal matter, you don't, you can't discuss it. Your lawyers will say, do not discuss this. And they wouldn't let up on her. I think that was terrible. What her husband allegedly did was terrible so i'm going to end it at that because that's super legal super deep as far as sutton oh sutton ever since she came on the show she was quirky right yes uh she was different but now she's at a point where she is um just annoying she's just annoying the repeating of a question <laughs> over and over not letting somebody answer the question it's it's i mean she's rich and a lot of people will, will hang with her because she's rich i mean i i think that you know some people are saying she's trying to be the next lisa renna no way she can't touch lisa renna mm -hmm. she may be richer than her allegedly i don't know but from what i hear she's extremely rich yes yeah, um, she did well in the divorce from what i heard yes yes yes, mm -hmm. yes. um you know, I don't like what's going on with Dorit. I don't like the way they're coming at her. Um, she's losing her friend. Her husband is pretty much giving her a hard time about her PTSD. And she's, I think, very vulnerable right now. And anytime anybody asks Sutton or Garcelle anything, they deflect and they turn around and use the privilege card too much or they say things they shouldn't like the Karen statement <laughs> I love Garcelle Garcelle's Gass she's beautiful yeah. I loved her in her movie I love that movie mm -hmm. and I love Garcelle but she's turning into a bit of a mean girl mm -hmm. and she's not given Dorit um, enough grace I mean grace should be given because Dorit has no clue what it's like being in Garcelle's shoes and vice versa. So they both have to 
understand that they're both, you know, Dorit's trying. She's yes. trying. Yes. And you know what? I, I'm, let's talk about that, actually, because I think this is an important conversation. And I see a lot of things online. And, you know, I also have... Uh, my Substack, so I do a lot of writing on there as well. And sometimes I have to think about, do I want to come out and talk about this on my podcast or do I want to write about this? Because, you know, we're dealing with the internet here, right? And, um, you know, if I post this on a YouTube video, most people don't listen to the, the full video and it's just snippets and sound bites. And I just don't want for my statements to be misconstrued. And I can promise that I will not do that to you uh, either, Rhonda. So the thing is about Garcelle, um, I did a video, uh, actually not an audio, a few weeks ago about that whole thing. You know, the whole attack, um, Dorit using the word attack. And uh, I explained uh, coming from, you know, my perspective, because, you know, I'm also like a black woman. I happen to be from the exact same country as Garcelle, right? So, And I'm a white girl. (laughs) Exactly. And we're having a conversation. So this is great. And, uh, you know, I felt like in the moment when Dorit said the word attack, I did not believe that Dorit said it in a malicious way or in a way uh, where she was using her privilege. Like, first of all, I don't like that word privilege and I've never liked it. And I explain in my video why I do not like that word. Okay, I find that it's a flawed word and a lot of people may feel like they do not necessarily come from a place of privilege just because of the color of their skin. So that's the reason why I don't really like the word, but... That's another conversation. And that, yeah. And that was a great video, by the way. Oh, thank you. Very good video. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so having said that, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened in the world, and we're not going to talk about every single one of them, but, you know, I understand why um, when someone like, you know, when someone like ourselves hears the word attack, it may resonate differently with her based on her experience. And I completely understand that because, you know, as I said in my uh, video, the same thing has happened to me, right? However, we we also need to be able to put things into context, okay? They were having a conversation, and this is Housewives. And, you know, I was glad that they actually showed um, clips from the past where the women between each other were saying, stop attacking me, stop attacking me, right? So this is definitely a recurring team between uh, the Housewives where women say, you're attacking me and they're not. In fact, even in The Real Housewives of Atlanta, I can't remember who was saying this, but someone said to Kenya, you're attacking me. And then Kenya got really upset and said to that um, person, we need to stop using that when we're not attacking each other. Like, I'm not bullying you. I'm not attacking you. I'm, I'm simply making a statement or a point. This is not an attack. And in my heart, I believe that wholeheartedly. Like, in fact, exactly. I would get mad if someone, you know, when you're talking to your husband and then your husband says, oh my gosh, you're bitching all the time. And you're like, I'm not bitching. I'm just talking to you. <laughs> no, it, no. It, that word is a sensitive word. Yes. You know, um, you know, but you're right it's it's a tough topic um because you want to say so much and it's it's hard to put it into the words that are acceptable but certain words 
hit harder than other words. Absolutely. And I agree with you. Dorit did not mean it at all. And I didn't take it that way at all. But I wouldn't take it that way at all. Yeah. I think what she probably meant was you're attacking me verbally. Maybe if she had said verbally, it wouldn't have come off so hard to Garcelle but again I don't I wouldn't know that because I'm not in those shoes so yeah. but I agree I, I I mean I love them both okay me too. I, I, me too. I'm a big I really Garcelle fan and a big Dorit fan and in that particular instance I didn't feel like Garcelle was attacking Dorit like you know take race aside okay like let's right. just pretend that you know we're not seeing anything right now we're not talking about Garcelle or Dorit we're just talking about the conversation they were having Dorit was being a little bit of a troublemaker in that instance because she was kind of making fun of Sutton right and then Garcelle came to Sutton's defense and said listen this is something that happened between me and her and Erica and it was like an inside joke you were not part of that joke but now I feel like you're bringing it up to the group in a way to embarrass uh, Sutton and I don't like that that's not an attack that's actually not an attack. She was very well spoken when she said that. And maybe Dorit felt the fighter the fire under like her butt a little bit and she said, "Oh my gosh, you're attacking me because she felt maybe embarrassed herself, right? And then sometimes people yeah. say that just to get out of situations, but I don't feel like she was looking at Garcelle at that point, like, oh, you're a black woman, and I'm going to say you are attacking me. It doesn't negate the fact that it's going to make Garcelle feel a certain way, but I just wish that Garcelle would have just said what she said to Dorit, like, I'm not attacking you, don't say I'm attacking you, and just leave it at that. And then maybe in a different um, at a different time in a different conversation maybe she could have had a sit down with Dorit and just say to her you know what when you use that word with me like this is how it makes me feel and this is why right, right? I feel like and to be honest with you maybe I'm going to be the first person to say it um, but I did not like the fact that when they, once they actually sat down with each other I right. did not like the fact that Garcelle, she came in hot, okay? She came yes. in hot. She sat down. It was extremely uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable myself, and I am a black woman, and I don't like to say that all the time because I don't talk about this all the time, right? Right, um, right. I just really felt like, why are you sitting down with this person, and why is this so uncomfortable, you know? I would prefer that Garcelle just tells Jury. Dorit, I don't like you. I don't like um, your ways. I don't like the way that you talk. You annoy me. Rather than her saying what she said to her. And she said, it's not my job to educate you. I know it's like this yeah. slogan out there. Everybody's been saying that for a few years and all of that. But right. I'm speaking for right. myself. I don't, I don't represent everyone. Okay? I'm just speaking for myself. Right? Well, I felt, I really felt so bad that Garcelle was number one hurt by all of this, but I felt bad for Dory. I mean, you know, acting, you know, you can act to a certain point, but I'm the type of person I would like to think anyways that I can see the truth in situations and in the body language, because body language has a lot to play. Yes. And I mean, it's proven government use 
body language um, all the time and there are so many videos on it and if you notice Dorit's head just drops yeah and you can see how hurt she was and not only is she losing her friend she's having to prove to her husband that PTSD is real it's not an excuse and the worst thing in the world to go through is someone you love not believing in what you're saying now on the other hand now we've got Garcelle who weeks prior had a conversation with her son and her son said mom I needed you years sooner not now now you gotta understand we're dealing with two women opposite race going through a a lot right now they're both hurting for different reasons so i can find a common ground i think that that's the beauty of that you know to me the sit down it should have been okay an opportunity for garcelle to tell to explain to dorit where she's coming from because at the end of the day you know when people say it's not my job to to educate you it's not my job to educate you how do you expect for people to do their education if you're unwilling to tell them why it is hurtful right and i I say that all the time i don't believe in cancel culture i don't believe in that there's only a a certain subset of people that deserve to be canceled and we're not going to talk about who and what right exactly (laughs) and i i agree with you but you can understand they're both two people that are hurting let me tell you and as you know you know being a parent the, the, the one person, you could be the strongest person in the world. The one person who will take you down will be your child because you love them unconditionally and you love them so much. And all you want to feel is that your child looks up to you and loves you. This is still bothering her and I could feel that. So we're not dealing with two people that are having a good day. We're dealing with two people that are hurting and Doree loves Kyle and she feels like she's losing her best friend. Remember in the episode, she said, we used to travel together, we used to do this. Everybody's accusing her of being jealous. She's not jealous. She just doesn't want to lose her best friend. And that's another bad thing, losing a friend, losing a loved one. You know, that hurts. Or or feeling like your child thinks that you weren't there for them when they needed you. These are things that cut to the bone. So we're dealing with two very hurt people. But if it, if they weren't going through any of that, I agree with you. I believe they would have fixed it right there and then. And I honestly believe after this and all the dust is settled, they may become the best of friends. You never know. I'll predict that, that as the seasons go on, um, they will become closer because they interacted on a level that is deep. This is a deep subject. This is a really, really tough subject. But one can't expect the other to know if they have no clue what it's like being where that person is to begin with. There's no way. Right. And, you know, it is a bit... I hope that they can find some resolution when it comes to all of this, but I don't know, Rhonda. I don't see it. I don't see it for because 
it seems like every time that Dorit and I like Dorit very much and I like uh, Garcelle very much on the show um, but a few seasons prior Dorit was talking about her children having relationship with people that, you know that were black and things like that and then Garcelle mm -hmm. had a very strong reaction to it you know and she said so are you saying that you know the only black people that your children know are you know your staff basically right yeah. so and don't get me wrong Dorit's Sometimes she can be a little tone deaf when she's talking, you know, but I, I didn't see it as her trying to say anything malicious, right? And I definitely think that uh, calling her a Karen is also unfair. Right, right. You no, know, no, I agree with you. Implications too, right? And I'm saying, like, you know, she said something that you know Garcelle didn't necessarily like. I think that you can have a conversation with someone. In fact, I've had conversations with my friends. You know, if they say things that are a little bit like, ah, you know, this is like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely talk to them. I don't cancel them. You know, I don't cancel that unless they use an actual slur right that's different right. but people put their foot in their mouth sometimes and i think it's okay to have a conversation and just say this is where i'm coming from and this is why it affects me differently when you say it i don't understand why garcelle cannot just say that to dorit without it well, becoming this big thing right and now the internet the reason why i'm very fired up about this is because the internet is basically trying to cancel dorit and to, to have her pass as a racist, which I don't believe in my heart. I don't believe that no. she is that at all, and I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair at all, but you know what I think? I think that, like I said, when the dust settles, um, Garcella is a very, um, very smart woman, and she's gonna sit back and think about this, and she's gonna realize, but it's gonna take a little time, because, just like races, different races go through what they go through, women, right, versus men. Um, you know, we all have our um, hot buttons. And um, be, I think because Garcelle was so sensitive uh, when she had the conversation with her son and whatever else is going on in her life, she was she came to she came to that lunch hot and ready to defend herself. Where Dory came in and um, apologized, and and she really she wanted Garcelle to know that she really means it. Um, I think that's just going to take a little time um, because. Like I said, Garcelle's a smart woman, and I, I believe she's a fair woman, and I think that she will, in time, give Dory grace. Now, I said, I think they may become best friends. Maybe not, but I guarantee you they will become a lot closer. That's just a feeling I have, and you're going to see it. I, I don't see any previews. I have no clue what's coming up. This is just a guess on my part. But in the 63 years, <laughs> I call myself sick. Well, what, what is, uh, some people say the double, triple 20s or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I see my, I know, I see myself is 16 to 29. And so I think very young and I think very open. And I do see different angles and situations. And we all make mistakes and that's how we learn.